This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Y'all ready to dive deep with the head of the music department for international tribe design over the years, Tyson Wagner, one of my best friends, has one of the most angelic essences of anyone I've ever met, and he recognizes the music. He can tune into the frequency and start highlighting the music that may be subtly playing in the background so that other people can tap into it and start playing with the idea of one verse or of enjoying the creator of the universe and tuning into that frequency and being a, a musical instrument for that. Uh, Tyson's such an inspiration. I'm so happy to be partnered with him over the years. We've had so many adventures, whether it's getting stuck in a river in our van on the way to uh, see turtles hatching in Costa Rica, or just recently he was uh, climbing around and actually fell out of a tree quite high in the air. I would say we were navigating over, uh, if you've ever played the game, like Don't Touch the Lava, we were literally climbing around trees over old lava, which was very sharp. And at the one point where Tyson did what I would say was the most risky maneuver, sure enough, the ranch, the branch broke, breaking normal. Um, and what's really breaking normal about that is not that the branch broke as much as that he's, I, oh, it's one of those times when time seemed to stand still or really slow down, a real time bending moment and it seemed as if a cloud supported him on a fall in one of the softest spots of our whole hike and it seemed like he didn't he wasn't even sore um it was a real one of those moments that i was reminded of how transient uh, life is like even today you'll never have you'll n nothing happens twice nothing happens twice i actually think that's where a lot of people's unnecessary turmoil is birthed from is thinking they can experience the same emotion more than once you may be able to ex experience a certain shade of the same emotion but i don't believe anyone experiences the same thing more than once and i think that's how we wake up to the reality of living like a child and opening up the gates of heaven um, here, now, and forever. And Tyson, thank you for continuously uh, singing praise to the creator of this heavenly atmosphere that we've enjoyed together with the faith and the trust that it's only going to get better and to uh, realize that our friends can be family and that we can become even better friends with our family. And I know we've learned a lot of that through, you've been to every tribe design. Tyson's been to every tribe design except the one in Australia, which is interesting considering the guest, Allison, who I met there, uh, is so close to this one. But either way, I trust all these stories with all these amazing people are, uh, I trust a golden thread is emerging that you're, the you, the listener and the viewer is getting to ride and it feels like an upward spiral to um, a reality that gets better and better. And that being said, let me share one of these <clears throat> reviews. This one was left December 23rd from Jillian Ashley. She came to our event in Maui almost a year ago. She's an awesome super mom who pretty much changed her life radically after our event. I don't think she's in the same marriage and or job anymore and really shifting into her joy of being and ready to be in relationships rather than just doing what looks good on paper. So congratulations, Jillian. I trust that story paints a pretty accurate picture. And this is her review of this podcast. And I want to see your review. So right when you, I'm asking you without getting attached, without being attached to getting it, can you pause this right now? Leave your review, pay respect to the gods of the internet, get these algorithms recognizing breaking normal so that we can all keep uh, doing that in our own unique, graceful, loving ways. And here's Jillian's review followed by um, the transmission with Tyson. Jillian says, radical, fun, fun, 
Authenticity. Oh, I like that word. Five stars. Daniel is an outstanding free thinker slash feeler who has a gift for diving deep into sometimes random, often radical, and always fun, authentic conversations, particularly surrounding topics of limiting beliefs, consciousness, and the matrix of societal norms. If you are looking to explore, understand, and challenge what you think you know about yourself and the world around you, this podcast will not disappoint. Wow. Thank you, Ashley. Let me feel that gratitude. Let me feel it because y'all heard me say this and I'll say it again. That If we want to have more here, are we grateful for what we currently have? To me, that seems a way of unlocking abundance is the attitude of gratitude. So keep cultivating that right when you start your day. Come out and celebrate the tribe design and leave a review on this podcast and reach out with any ideas that you may have. I'm always, I don't know what's more powerful than an idea. So when I find an idea that uh, tickles my heartstrings, I sometimes am ready to go all in and take massive action. So whether it's sponsoring this podcast, which I know we recently had an inquiry about, or creating an event together, or doing something I've never thought of, hit, hit me up at breakingnormal.com. Much love to y'all. Enjoy. Holy moly. Here I am with Tyson Wagner in the jungle, uh, walking distance from the Waiapio Valley outlook on the big island of Hawaii after accomplishing the 10th event of Tribe Design together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyson, you've been to everyone except Byron Bay, Australia. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And you were even supporting us from that one with mm-hmm. the distance. So Tyson's been here from the beginning for the birthing of the baby that's now, I think, a teenager, if we're looking at the metaphor of uh, business to human human growth. Um, and... We're, at, we're once again readdressing our relationship with the business and with our individual lives because I know we both have so much going on. And there's a part of me, I, this podcast is almost overwhelming because we could talk about so much. And I love that however someone, like the, it seems as the universe has conspired to create this constraint for us so that we get this download and mm-hmm. then continue on our journeys. Mm-hmm. Because man, has it, it, we're on a journey right now. Like what did you do today? Just today. today. Yeah, today, amongst many things, I woke up with my partner, Rhea, my girlfriend, and we went and watched the sunrise, and it's her birthday, so that was particularly intentional to go and see the sunrise and watch it rise on this day where we knew we'd get to adventure across the island, and then I found us a ride, (laughs) found us a ride here from a friend that I met at the airport on the way to the island, and we picked up a rental car. And we drove, and I felt so, I was definitely aware of how good I felt to be driving a car across the island, exploring, going wherever I want to go, the freedom of, like, getting a car, and I was appreciating that, and I drove up to the top of a mountain, Mauna Kea, and I was surrounded by, I look, I, it was the closest scene I've ever seen to what I imagined Mars to look like, that I've been to, and there were crazy things that looked like they held some wild technology on just a mountain of rock. And I got to stand above the clouds and drive back down. I got to drive through the jungle on a super crazy rough road in the rental ve- in the rental truck. And I was remembering also, I've had a lot of crazy stories. Like some of my most memorable stories that created like adrenaline in me happened on roads that started like this one started and so i was definitely having like a like a energizing time driving through this road in this rental truck looking for a waterfall that we didn't find but we had awesome drive and then we came here Mm -hmm. and then what's your future remembering for the rest of the the day 
Yeah, so for the rest of the day, I remember having an awesome evening. Well, first of all, having a conversation with you and learning about what are the most important things for you and I to talk about. This is a new type of container for us. And and then I'm remembering seeing some of my friends downstairs afterward and then driving to Kona to fly to the main island or the the main island, the mainland, and I'm going I'm flying to Arizona. To do what in Arizona? I'm going to an event held by a friend that is the intention is to really kick off the year for coaches and supporting them and building and launching their coaching business, particularly people that are aspiring coaches or want to build a coaching business. Um, I'm going to go and support that event and also learn about her business plan as a coach. Wow. Well, if it's true that uh, how people do some things or how they do everything, and we're just looking at the microscope version of your life as today, that's quite the day you're living. <laughs> I'm curious how much of these type of days that you're living are correlated with our connection in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. And I'd be curious so people know how we initially met. You're the golden thread of that story. Yeah. Especially since you're pulling up with a fancy truck today. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a part of that as well. Yeah. So the golden thread of that story for me is feeling a sense of like I don't have control over a situation where there is the potentiality of like a very fulfilling, awesome, exciting conclusion, which in that case was walking on the beach to see baby turtles that were being hatched under like an epic night sky with the Rob Ross, you and your brothers who I just met for the first time. And, but it seemed that to get there, there was a sense of like uncertainty and confusion and chaos of how are we going to get there? Can we get this van over and through these rivers? While we were being guided by a man that we just met at the bar that called himself the Rastaman, if I remember correctly. And so the and but I remember being in prayer with you guys, and especially you and your brothers leading prayer. Um I think it is the way that you were and the way that you communicated with the guide and with each other. And then also we did get stuck in a river that night. <laughs> and then there was a prayer at that moment. And yeah, we, we stand in, in the river, not knowing if we were going to, how we were going to get to the beach, when we would get back, what would be the situation with your car? Was it going to be stuck there? Like we didn't know. And we stood in a circle and we prayed. And that moment, like that, that time was so impactful for me. Cause I remember feeling like, wow, like these guys, I don't know if they're going to lose their van and what's going to happen. This must be challenging for them, but I'm so glad I'm, I felt so blessed to be standing there with you guys stuck in this river praying with you it was like a dream come true literally and today there were moments on that drive where i just was like uh, driving enjoying it and praying and being like there's some chaos i don't know what's around the next corner i'm driving down a strange road dirt road lots of like holes in it and i'm like if i didn't have four-wheel drive there'd be no way and i didn't know where i was going and it's a new thing for me to like drive a road like that on my own in a rental truck yeah and i was out but i treated the whole thing as if it were a prayer And this is so on brand for my day because I agree that everything I say is a prayer. And I even have the right to uh, upgrade my prayer. So what I prayed in the past doesn't necessarily stay true if I repray now. And that's a continuous opportunity. It's like the Etch-a-Sketch. I think that's why the Etch-a-Sketch is so beautiful. We can. Oh, you want to do a new drawing? Just shake it up <laughs> and do it again. You're not stuck there. 
like the castles, the the, the castles turning to sand. Um, <clears throat> oh man, and uh, that is uh, today what I did. I drove and listened to this book, The Power of Positive Thinking. Mm. Have you heard of this? I've definitely heard of it. Yeah, it's like at the roots. It's sort of like a Napoleon Hill, um, Think and Grow Rich, or mm. the um, Master Key System from Charles Hanal. If you have you heard of that? I have. Have you read that? No. Oh, that book. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. If anyone reads that, uh, feel free to reach out to me and tell me what happened. Did you listen to it? Audible? Yeah, I listened to it. Man, this is, wow, wow. Um, with this book is resonant with that book. And I've heard a lot of modern-day pioneers of the self-development world speak positively about the power of positive thinking. And all, and right now, I got all I've listened to today is basically uh, my summary is to the, to continuously be in prayer. That we're continuously in prayer. I think he even has like a, a prioritize, and then like a prayerize. He like even changes words. It's really funny. He uses the word prayerize. Yeah, prayerize. And then it's like pictureize, and then there's something else. Like so, prayer. it's like I prayerized my drive. Yeah, like yeah, he's just prayer. It's like he's in prayerization. Like you know, it's so okay. it's all about being in continuous communication with God as he's as the Creator. And he even uses biblical references like to Jesus Christ or Christ, and um, a lot of biblical quotes about highlighting what the Bible talks about in this golden thread of faith. Mm-hmm. And and mixes it with like the, the, the quantum physics world with vibrations. And it's pretty trippy, and it's very aligned with what you're saying for what you were practicing today. I was being reminded of it and from listening to someone else's perspective, which was very important for me because I think being in a tribe like I've been, we've been pretty immersed in tribal living and a real heart sink, and it could be easy to um, – it could be. It's important to have boundaries. It's important to have boundaries and still know my own space. Mm-hmm. So it was fun to invite this guy, who I don't even know if he's living in his flesh anymore, but to hear his most powerful per- perspective that has nothing to do with this group and how resonant it was, mm-hmm. uh, but just using different languages, a different iteration of it. And yeah, man, it's it's an honor to be praying with you right now. <laughs> and it's an honor to be praying with all these animals around us as well. I'm imagining any consciousness that's in the creative constraint of living flesh is wanting to like pray out, sing out. the The noises these animals are making are not like songs, Mm -hmm. and that's uh, I think a great topic for us because the major part you've been playing with tribe design beyond being the logistic guru and administrative asset um and just kind of alchemizing all that for frank j and i to be on the front lines more so mm-hmm. but in the meantime you really embodied the music all of a sudden tribe design became about four quadrants or four, four modalities where the are the focus to open up many more universes but one of them being music it's music mystery movement and mimetics and mm-hmm. music being a big one and i even on my plane ride here today not today, but when I came here, um, a few like probably like a week, two weeks ago. I don't know how long it's been. I think I was thinking about your plane ride today. Yeah. You might see it today. I walked by. I think it was in the Portland airport. I walked by a, a, this thing from Disney, and it said underneath it all started with music, or it all started with sound. I think it said either start all started with music or it all started with sound. 
And I'm like, that's, you know, if that's the one quote they're going to highlight from Walt Disney, this is, let's consider what this means. And that was on my plane right here. And there is something to be said about designing a tribe and being um, in union with what I would say the universe, mm -hmm. the one song, like the one harmony of the universe. Mm -hmm. And all throughout these tribe designs, you, I think, have become a musical genius. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd, I've told many people that I wouldn't be surprised if I see you like headlining on Coachella. It's like it's just fun to enjoy the experiencing the evolution of you and i'm just i'm wondering what that brings up for you or if someone is hesitating about tapping into their musical gifts um or if they have a story they don't have musical gifts mm -hmm. I'm, yeah i would love to know what you have to say about mm -hmm. that juicy topic yeah yeah what i'm learning most about music and expressing music through my voice primarily and it started with using a lot of words to and wanting to be great at freestyle and lyricism and writing to then at times where I didn't even want to think about writing and I just wanted to play music and make sounds that were that, that were not words at all that I didn't understand and so it's been a journey of en engaging with music in a new way making music in different ways but what's happening is I I think the more that I'm expressed in my voice musically, the more confident I feel in every interaction, the more freedom that I feel in is everything that I do, the more connected that I feel to nature, animals. Last night, as you mentioned, the, the sounds that are around us, last night I was sitting outside our Airbnb listening to the sounds of the animals and the jungle, the island, and I was like, wow, these sounds are so primal so natural so here just in the jungle but they were reminding me of sounds that i would hear in like electronic dance music that i've kind of thought of as being super um mechanical and not as natural and then i was like wait a minute like this sounds this is amazing and so yeah the more that i express through music and listen to music and then listen to nature as music the more i realize that music isn't everything and then, again, like, the way I do one thing is the way I do all things. So if I can see music in everything, what else can I see in everything? And then what can I find in music? It's that, um, it's beyond explanation, beyond understanding, but it gives me that opening, that, like, never-ending opening of a flower, vortex, spiral-type energy of there's so much to discover through music. And what I'm learning about myself is that I love music for how it's let me really own the the student role or like walk into a room of musicians and feel like the least talented in the whole room but still give my permission to go as all in or more than every musician there and I've had experiences where I really got to walk out afterward and feel proud of myself like man you might have been on like a technical level if we were to look at all the musicians here and rate them based on their technical skills like you were for sure like the least talented or had the least knowledge but like I was maybe having more fun than it looked like anybody and music's given me that opportunity and and then that confidence has really carried over into everything that I do and to give a direct example um, I met my girlfriend Rhea because I was freestyling in a room and so music also gave me something that I could take into rooms of people and perform and share and then have awesome people attracted to me that have become some of the most important people in my life
Yeah, I think that's a great affirmation. If anyone's ever read The Alchemist and if if this idea of our personal legend and omens, uh, and I think that if you're being affirmed with the gift of a priceless treasures, like a partner for both of us in the sense I marry, I've married Deanna six months after meeting her. Uh, I see a lot of relationships bloom at these and blossom at these experiences, and definitely you and Rhea are de- oh man, that uh, performance y'all did at the previous Tribe Design that one I, was, I felt like it was like Johnny Cash and Jude, but in a new dimension and upgraded, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful it's beautiful to see that, and I think those gifts are probably part of the, it's probably feels like your omens as like signs like to stay on this personal legend of exploring music regardless of your own self-criticism. Yeah, I think that's probably what stops most people from exploring music is um, their inner critic or whatever they want, whatever anyone wants to call that that has many names. Yep, that was it for me. That was my biggest block, and it really... I didn't even give myself the opportunity, though, for a long time to be criti- like critical in an objective and practical way. I was instead just retelling a story that I don't, I can't sing, I can't do music, I have no rhythm. My dad told me a story once about how his music teacher threw her stick at him. They have like those orchestration sticks. She threw it at him and yelled, "You have no rhythm." And I remember my dad telling me that story and like feeling like in my imagination that was me. Like I was my dad. I was a little kid, and I was like, "Oh yeah, me too." Like, that explains it. It was like I had, like, a feeling of relief because after my dad told me this story, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I have no rhythm. Great, I can forget about music now. And so, but I didn't actually go into scenarios to try and practice and go all in and then get real feedback and be critical or judge myself in, like, an objective, practical way. It was just, like, delusional criticism. And and so I've been blessed, though, to have places where I got to feel the call the pull to experiment to just try it on to play and then get affirmation and i i realized too i was walking outside to go get this the shirt that i'm wearing it's a hawaiian shirt it says aloha on it. it has a beautiful hawaiian woman dancing it's got some parrots on it ukulele and i wore this shirt to a night market last night and there was a vendor there selling vintage hawaiian shirts and he told me that um, this shirt was better than any of the ones that he had. Like he wanted to trade me for it. And he's like, you know what? I don't have a shirt that's worth trading me for. And I always loved this shirt. But it was interesting to notice how after getting that kind of affirmation, I just like my connection to the shirt just like 10, 10x'd. And I was like, wow. So like I didn't, I didn't need affirmation to feel connected to this shirt, but it really helps. And it was like same with music. It's like once I started getting, putting myself in opportunities to get a little affirmation, it really helped. It really supported me in doing more. Yeah, jaw, jaw. And then what about the times did you have where you didn't receive affirmation? Did mm-hmm. that happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's definitely been those moments. And I think, um, yeah, man, I've had moments where I went into a circle and I freestyled and it still has happened recently. And I came out of it feeling like bummed like oh like getting this feeling inside of me like i don't even know just kind of like a drop it's almost like a dropping of my of the energy in my chest like well i guess some people might call like their heart skipping a beat or sinking it's like oh like this oh and this it makes me want to make sounds like oh where that was how i felt after um stepping inside of a music circle or freestyling because of how much i like the passion that i have for feeling flow 
and like impressing myself and yeah, whatever that is when I reach a certain state. And sometimes I've freestyled or performed or played in a musical circle and been more in a mental judging space. And so when I am compl- when I'm complete and I'm out of that out of that circle and context, I've been disappointed. And I think what that I've rather than thinking that's like a bad thing or trying to look for affirmation or even trying to affirm myself, I more so have found myself just like being so excited to get in again. Like to just, I'm like, just like to go for it again. I'm like, I don't want that to be my last. Like I just want to, I want to do it again as soon as possible. And, and I let that kind of drive me that feeling of like, I haven't reached that it's like I haven't climbed the mountain yet I haven't summited it yet. I can still see it it's way up there right now in this moment I feel a little defeated like I'm so far away from it and I don't know what it is or why where that comes from but I just I let it be a feel I'm like I let it be a feeling in me that just propelled me I'm like okay go again um yeah and yeah at times it was tough like at times I made me question like these things that I started to call my gifts there were moments where I feel like, oh, I'm not good at this. Like, I'm not even good at this thing. And I, it does something where I just, it makes me, hung, make, make, makes me hungry. That's exactly what I was thinking the whole time you were speaking about this topic was like, you're, oh, you're staying hungry. Mm-hmm. You're staying hungry. Mm-hmm. And this is something a lot of people can learn. I think most people are actually, that think they're hungry. First of all, they're thirsty on a mm-hmm. literal level. Mm-hmm. Just mass diagnosis. And then um, on a metaphorical level, though, I think a lot of people try to overfeed themselves literally, and it spills over into their emotional hunger, into their drive. I think people are – they can numb themselves with food. Like I, And I think I do that sometimes on, the purpose, on purpose in the evenings when I want to go to sleep. That's why the whole idea of having a hearty breakfast uh, <laughs> concerns me a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I like to stay hungry during the day. Mm-hmm. I like, I enjoy a little, a little hunger. I'm not saying beyond the point of like where I'm feeling depleted, but more like where I'm craving. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a state of craving, um, and satisfied. Like dancing the line. I, I like, to, I like to dance. I feel like there's some metaphor between the white space between our right and left hemisphere. Um, the difference between like. Uh, faith and reality and I like to dance those I like to walk that tightrope mm-hmm. and uh, that's another opportunity to do so yeah and I imagine that if I haven't been eating all day and I am hungry I might yeah I'm, I have a capacity to digest more like more things other than food I can, I can maybe digest more experiences more emotions more ideas my body's not busy digesting food. Um, it's then I can digest the world, the things that I'm seeing, the things that I'm hearing, the things I'm feeling, and I relate to that so much. And then to give myself that feeling of um, satisfaction and almost like a more heaviness, like I'm ready to sink into my bed and sink into dreamland. I'm feeling heavier. It's like my day is done. My body's heavy because I've been adventuring and climbing and playing and I've eaten now this great meal. And then I get to just kind of, yeah, rest. That feels so good. Yeah. One of my most memorable interviews is, this is reminding me of that, my connection with Laird Hamilton. 
who's a famous big wave surfer, actor, spokesperson, mm -hmm. board shaper, like innovator and inventor. Crazy guy. Awesome guy. He lives part-time in Kauai. He's probably in Kauai right now and then they're part-time in Malibu and he hosts events as well. They're very about like breathing and living and like uh, it's XPT and I think it's breathe, move. Anyways, it's about like a luxurious lifestyle, even with our oxygen. That's how I took it. And he, Laird, doesn't, I remember him, like, something, what I remember is he doesn't believe in sleep problems. He doesn't believe in, like, sleeping issues. He just believes people don't play hard enough during the day. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, that's true. I mean, I don't know, it's true, it's true for me. I definitely sleep better when I play harder. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating to notice, too, like, myself and I've noticed in other people, when I've played hard during the day, or even when I have, like, a big adventure ahead of me, I have said things like, oh, I'm going to sleep so good tonight. I hear other people say like, "Oh, we're gonna sleep so good tonight. I'm gonna sleep so good tonight." And it's when we, yeah, it's like when we know we're gonna play hard. It seems that we imagine what our sleep is gonna be like and look forward to it. That's interesting. Yeah, I uh, that whole thing, work hard, play hard. I would yeah. like to rename that to uh, play hard, sleep or like <laughs> play hard, dream hard. Yeah, yeah. Or no, yeah. let me let me do this again. Let me read this right. Play big, dream big. Mm -hmm. Play big, dream big. Mm -hmm. And. Yeah, that's uh, because work and play, I don't think they have to be that different. Mm -hmm. And I think that when they're more the same, that's where that's like rubbing the lamp of the genie. Mm -hmm. So thank you for working and playing hard. And you, if anyone hasn't listened to your <clears throat> freestyle flows or your music, your musical expressions. I know on Instagram they can check it out. Where um, where can people find that? Because what I would just sometimes it's like you're speaking my um, like my perspectives on life. It's almost like breaking normal musicified. Mm -hmm. and a lot of times I'm like, wow. So if someone enjoys like music that is programmed with um, memes that are meant to be empowering and upgrading rather than I don't understand what a lot of pop culture music is. Like, I'm amazed that, as to how many people are repeating mm -hmm. like mantras from these songs as like they just go around the day repeating this mantra. I'm like, oh mm -hmm. man, that's kind of concerning. Some of the most popular music on the radios. Yeah. I would say this is very different than that. This is like prayer. It's like prayer, a poetic prayer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then where would they find that? Where's the best place to find that? Yeah, I'm on Instagram, Tyson.tv. And it's funny, I even consider that now through these videos that I put on Instagram and the things that I'm writing and the things I'm experiencing, there are songs that are being written right now. Like right now, you and I are writing a song. Like just now what you said, um, play big, sleep big, um, that might find its way in a song. And I've considered that when I released my first album, like I was like, I've considered at times, I'm like, wow, should I put Daniel on the writing credits? <laughs> like... Because so many of the ideas have been inspired by you. And I think that's because um, you are, yeah, you're very gifted, it seems, at creating empowering memes. And then also seeing the ones that are already in culture, being aware of the most powerful memes in cult culture, and then remixing them, upgrading them. And something about, I'm really attracted to those ideas, those memes, the things that you've said have really influenced me. And, and so, yes, I love, like, it's so cool that you have been a source of so many, so much inspiration in my life. But in this context, yeah, like, specific ideas that m 
give me a sense of awe about words. Like when you can take words that culture is using and then flip them in your own perspective and make them more empowering and they're catchy and they're memorable and they feel good to say. I love that. And so I think that now through lyricism and freestyle and writing, I'm getting to explore words in a more musical way. Um, and I've always loved to read and write and use words. But when I started to experience you speaking on video or at events or in person or wherever, and just hearing the way that you did that, the way that you recontextualized memes and, and created your brand, your own brand new ones, uh, I've been really inspired by that. And and then it's also brought me to the awareness that like, oh yeah, all these most popular songs, like they're driven by these catchy phrases and catchy sounds and things that repeat in people's minds over and over again. And now if I can do that with intention, but not to put things in people's minds just for the sake of getting them to repeat something over and over again so that they'll get caught in a loop and they'll listen to the song over and over and I'll get more plays. But to implant the memes, I think will be most empowering them to feeling more freedom, to feeling more creativity, to being more connected with themselves. And really, it's those are all the memes that I use. I'm just writing in a song now the ones that have been most useful to me. And just like you took Culture's meme and remixed them, now I'm taking your memes and remixing them through music and then combining them with others and seeing how does this sound? How does this sound? Is this catchy? Is this memorable? Does this feel good? And yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I would encourage anybody to write rhymes, like to take ideas that they're passionate about, words that have a strong, uh, associate, they have a strong like association, like a good healthy association with ideas, memes, and take those and like write rhymes, create new things, create memorable phrases and bars and ver entire verses. I wrote an entire verse about the woman that I was most excited to experience and attract into my life. And now when I go back and I listen to it or I read it, it's amazing to realize how aligned it is with the way I experienced Rhea. And it was something that was memorable. There were lines in there that I repeated over and over again in musical ways. They were catchy. And yeah, the power of repetition and rhyme is so conducive to the, to that and, and memory. And it's a powerful tool for manifestation. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a very blurry line, I think, between the ideas of prayer, affirmation, singing, speaking... Um, and impersonating, mm -hmm. acting, improving, being, mm -hmm. living, and uh, yeah, there's some. There's also something obviously so real about the power of prayer, mm -hmm. and the power. I guess it, it because it links. It seems to link all of our opportunities. Like, what am I going to think about? Like what am I feeling? All right, so what am I feeling? What am I feeling? I can check in with what I'm feeling, and I can, I can feel like, oh, I feel my heart. I feel my heart. I feel my heart. It feels like it feels healthy. So that I feel my heart. That starts with the sensation, and then I go to the thought. This is my now. I've had the choice to focus my awareness. That's the first choice. It seems. If we, I mean, there's many, but let's just play this. I ch I made the choice to focus on a sensation in my body, also known as maybe tuning up my awareness or maybe meditating. 
maybe being with myself. I, yep. I was with myself to check in with myself, and I yep. felt my heart. And then, I, then I, now I have the opportunity to tell a story about what I felt. And I told the story. I'm telling the story that it feels big and healthy, like big in a healthy way. It feels like big in an electromagnetic field, but the right size physically and it's just so healthy and vibrant looking and it's like thump, so whatever's thumping it has something to do with my connection with the creator of the universe and um, um, it's showing me that I'm a clear channel to that right now and to keep going that's my story so I got a choice to tell the story about it and then I get to a choice to what do I do next what do I do next um do I take action on that? Do I be like, oh, this is this means I'm feeling good right now. I'm going to be doing something very important, and that's what I'm doing. I, there could I could have told a whole different story, mm-hmm. but there I could have just been uh, whatever caught my attention. If I heard something screaming downstairs, or if I focused on these frogs, I'd be like, oh my gosh, these frogs are so loud. But I I chose where I'm focusing my attention, then I chose the story that I'm telling about what I was atten- attentive to, and then now I'm choosing again. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening for me right now. Of 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 many things, of many things, and um, what do you think? I'm I'm not even certain how we got to this. Where were we? What, where were we going with this? Mm-hmm. Well, we've been exploring music and its importance, which led us to um, memes and ideas, and the way we use those, and the way that the things that I've written that you've heard and experienced, um, or even just the way that I freestyle. You hear a lot of things that um, might feel very reflective of like the way that you're seeing the world. And it's because maybe I've taken a lot of the things I've heard you say and then remixed them through music and then remixed them with my own experience. And, and then that brings us to what you just shared, which to me is um, realizing that we are, we can catch we can catch the memes that are thrown at us. They're all over. I mean, companies, social media um, sites are literally spending millions and millions and millions of dollars to capture people's attention so that they can give them a meme. And I get to focus on what I feel, my sensations, realize that I get to create my own stories and memes about my experience in the world, and then I get to share those. And if I wanted to, I could spend millions and millions of dollars putting them on billboards and on social media and all over the place and getting people to see them. And so when I get to bring awareness to, yeah, my sensations and then the idea that I am creating an idea or a story about my sensations rather than seeing a billboard that has an image that's designed to create a certain type of sensation in me and then an idea that's supposed to get me to repeat a certain story. Um, to be aware that that exists, things with maybe that level of intention have existed in the world. And because somebody realized that they could create memes, images, ideas to catalyze people to maybe um, think they were important or invest in their product or their service or whatever reason they would have to do it to get people's attention, really. And then to realize that's happening in music. And then to be, and then now I'm in appreciation of the world that I find myself in, the group of people, the community, the tribe, where we've seen this, and we maybe we've experienced people to be less, or ourselves in the past, to be less aware that there are so many things being created, maybe with an intention of capturing the attention of people. 
where now we've get we've created spaces to go like we've we literally we intentionally go places where they can't get our attention like they're just they're not there there's no banners there's no pop-ups there's no billboards like we're gonna go somewhere where those don't exist and then we're gonna talk about the things that we feel the ideas and the stories that we've created about it and then we're gonna talk about the things that we feel again and then create new ideas and new stories and music's really been a tool for me to do that yeah. Good summary. Yeah. That I, I man, I, this story to me takes a certain level of awareness to mm-hmm. uh, understand. I'm curious if whenever some if you're listening to this, firstly, it's really helpful to leave a review mm-hmm. in reverence to the gods of the internet's known of algorithms. And secondly, I'd love to hear about your review of this podcast in particular. And uh, check out Tyson's music. And then on the note of your music, I mean, you're at a point where you're writing songs and freestyling. And and what else? What else? Mm-hmm. Are, are you, what are what musical um, dimensions are tickling your fancy these days the most? Yeah. So and what's most relevant on your radar? But yeah. I trust they're pretty similar answers totally. for some reason. Yeah, I've had an experience of going, say, like deeply into freestyle, meaning turning on instrumental beats and like word vomiting, streaming my consciousness, like letting it all out. And I've seen it also as practice and just letting go and reaching a flow state. And then eventually I felt empty. I was like tired of it. So I quieted down. I continued playing music, but I started writing, which was to me being a lot more thoughtful about my words rather than just streaming my consciousness, everything and anything. I was choosing my words very intentionally, a lot more slowly. I would literally analyze like a set of two bars or two, so two lines of words, two lines of music or poetry to create, to really create, like what is the best way for me to say this idea, for it to sound good, for it to make someone feel a type of way and for it to be memorable and for it to feel true. And then I write, I write a lot and then eventually I got tired of writing and then I would go on an adventure and I wouldn't even think about writing or freestyling for a period of time. I would just experience new things. But then they would give me these experiences and inspiration and ideas that I was so excited to write about. And so I've really been in a been able to trust these like these seasons. And I've noticed moments like, oh, I better freestyle or I better write or I better go on an adventure. And rather than slow down, bring awareness to my sensations, what am I feeling? And and like you were talking about, when when do, do I take action? Do I do I create a new story? What do I do? But anyway, um, and what where I would say I am now with all these seasons of music that I've experienced, I've also been through other ones where I just listened so well to music. Like I listened to a lot of music and I studied it and I listened. Another season where I took lessons, where I went and learned guitar and then I took vocal lessons. So all these different ways that I've been able to dive into music, and then recently. Rhea and I spent some time together, writing together, recording together, seeing what it would be like for us to make songs together before now embarking on a new adventure of sorts. And what I think is happening now in my experience is I've created a level of confidence about my capacity to write something, to get in the circle and freestyle, to be to to realize like okay, there's no question anymore that I have the ability to be musical. And a vision is being is being created in me every day about the types of musical experiences I want to create. 
and I feel very healthily unattached and uneducated about the music industry, how to release music, how to tour. I'm more so very interested in creating the best experiences that will catalyze people to express their musicality and letting those be spaces where I share mine. And I do have a track list and a number of songs that are coming to completion and that I have a, an album that is unnamed, but I feel I can feel it. I can feel it's like a, like almost like a child that's being created and there's parts that I don't know about. Um, and I'm excited to have a space um, actually close toward the end of the year where I'll sit or not sit, but I'll go into a space and record it. But I have a lot of epic adventures until then. And so every day, it's giving myself opportunities to express my musicality, whether that's driving in the car, turning on a beat and freestyling, whether that's sharing an idea with Rhea for a song concept, whether that's us picking up wooden sticks that, that we literally carry around with just to make music and play and jam together, and really experiencing the world as music, like listening, listening really well, and letting go of the pressure to um, create music that someone would like or that would be the kind of music that I used to really be inspired by, like creating music that my little sister and her friends would listen to. Um, creating music that like kids, like youth, young kids, kids in school would listen to and think was cool, but that was inspiring and empowering and spread beautiful messages. And also letting go of that and continuing to just create from the place of like the, I, the things that are most interesting to me. Even the intentions that I thought were the most pure and the most admirable, um, like for me in the past, weren't it. They weren't the thing that just really fired me up. And so right now, what is it? It's what it's always been. The best things that I've ever written were when I wrote about what I was grateful for. And what I was excited to experience. Like I feel like the best things I've ever written. Like what I mentioned before. When I was when I wrote about Rhea. It was like me writing from a place of. I was It was like I was ahead of time. I was like writing from the future. And so. Yeah it's continuing to experience. The world and my adventures now. And building a vision for. The future. Which is always unfolding in front of me. But what is that? It's. It's dreams. It's like creating dreams intentionally and writing them out and then so that I can experience them. Because there's new things that in the past I wasn't aware of, but that my imagination has the capacity to create that for some reason I want. And so I think that's it. It's like writing into existence new things. And new things are purposeful because they expand my awareness. And... They're exciting. I feel alive when I do new things. And somehow, yeah, music's been a powerful tool for me to manifest brand new things I created in my imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was the, um, you know, the earlier we were talking about the prayerizing, mm -hmm. the picturizing was the next step, mm -hmm. <laughs> like picturing it, mm -hmm. like creating the movie in your mind, like mm -hmm. stamp there on repeat. Yeah, and a lot of people, like a lot of very successful albums, especially in rap and hip-hop, have been um, become famous and listened to across the world because of the way that they told stories about their life, their upbringing, their struggles. 
a lot of hip hop came from like stories, like stories about a rough life, but where someone like overcame challenges and just talked about like the crazy things they were experiencing, the injustices, all these ideas. And that's kind of how I've associated with it. It's like these stories about a gritty, tough lifestyle. And I have awesome stories, but I've always, I've never been as inspired to write about stories of my past as I have been to write like into existence stories of the future. Yeah, it's like a, you're a f- future freestyle rapper. Yeah. <laughs> freestyle future rapper. Yeah. Freestyle rapper from the future. Yeah. And on that note of remembering the future through the expression of music, mm-hmm. is there any stories you would like to share in that way or how w- I would like to uh mm-hmm. experience some some of that? Yeah. Well, I'll do the thing that I've always done, but it's a brand new thing once I've begun because I don't know what I'm going to say, even though something about the pattern is the same. It's the act of opening up my throat and my voice and letting a flame burn. It's a fire inside. I can feel it. It makes me alive. It's my heartbeat. It's sensation. It's visceral. It's mine. And it's not. It's everything. It's a rhythm that makes me feel connected to the frogs and the trees and the leaves and the ocean and the dolphins in the way that I sing. It feels so good to feel so God, which means consciousness and ideas and music and rhythm just pouring through me. God, what is this idea of God? When I think of God, I think of woe. I think of the make the things that make me feel like I look like I glow. And the future that I remember is one of traveling island to island properties down by the river flowing into the ocean and up on the mountain overlooking the ocean where a group of people chop wood and carry water they cook meals and they sing by the fire it's a it's a culture it's a tribe that has existed for so long but to me has always been an idea that i didn't connect with the past or history or a a painting in a cave that all seemed so mythological and mysterious and esoteric and not real but I've always connected to visions of being with a tribe of people who sing around the fire and look up at the stars and enjoy meals together and build homes with their hands I've always seen that in my in the future that's not a thing of the past as much as something that we're creating right now and I'm so grateful to be doing that with you and feeling like that's what we're doing, we're making America and the world tribal again, and learning from, learning from this this what some people might call like a remembering, when I'm playing outside or when I am around the fire, and it feels like something I've been doing my whole life, even though it was something that, once upon a time I seeked out, I was in my room trapped. I felt like I was trapped inside a box. I hadn't seen the sun in months, <laughs> and I so I went. I was like ah, like I went out into the world to have these experiences of playing outside, singing by the fire, sharing meals, feeling tribal, communal, creating together. And and I'm that's so I love doing that with you. Yeah, and that being a place for me to experience. And then it's like when I feel like taken care of 
on this level of having people around me that are supportive. I've got good food. I'm getting in nature. All of a sudden, it's like my vessel, me. I want to do other things like make music and learn new modalities. And like, cool, I can play with the trees now, but now I want to see like, can I make that jump? And it's so cool that when I feel healthy and taken care of and I got what I need, that there's so there's like infinite realms and possibilities for creativity. Yeah, wow. There's a part of me that wants to feel more free and tell <laughs> everyone how Tyson fell out of the tree. <laughs> it was like he was a being from above, almost like a floating dove, like an elevator in reverse uh-huh. to remember what is the universe. <laughs> We're singing that one song. One song. It's like when I hit the drum, it goes dong bong. Mono chow. I ask how, and I don't know, but I let it flow. I open the faucet, and it like it unlocks it. Mm-hmm. It's a moving spirit. Like that one time when I got on my knee or knees and said, dear it, whatever you are, you feel afar and you feel within. How do I thrive in this lion's den? I speak my truth. I don't need a booth. I don't need a stage. It's already here. So have no fear. Because you're the seer. You're the person in the seat. You're the person that has the understanding of what is defeat. Hmm. But I'd say take a leap. And choose your own faith. Choose your own ideas. Because nothing happens twice. So let's splice that DNA and make it a new highway. It's not made of concrete, because that's the final crop. But let's break through where we see a weed for what it is. It's flower. We've got the power. Mm-hmm. Boom. Man. Yeah, I, I, knew, I, I felt the desire to yeah. spit some fire, especially here on the volcano. And since you went up to Mauna Kea, <laughs> Once it once you st- once I uh, pops, it's like it's challenging to. It, it feels like I I haven't studied much Shakespeare, mm-hmm. but I imagine uh, I'm connected mm-hmm. <laughs> because I so appreciate um, the musical ability of expression mm-hmm. and in actors and dancers and singers and improvers and and even the audience that thinks that's like not already everyone's reality. <laughs> It like makes the game that much more fun, and I yeah, yeah. I, I remember going to Montana and seeing it as, as in Bozeman. They did this like annual Shakespeare play, and I watched the play from like the sidelines where I could see. And this was like in the midst of creating Breaking Normal, mm-hmm. and I could uh, see the backstage. I could see the audience. I could see the front stage. I could see the lights people and the audio people. I'm like, oh, this is how I kind of feel like I watch the sh- the game of life. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my, it feels like this is one of the seats I've spent the most time in. Mm-hmm. It's like seeing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least, and, and and then also realizing, like, wow, they're all so connected in such a beautiful way. Um, and I can choose to be the audience member tomorrow if I want to. And I can choose to be the actor if I want to. And the actor behind stage versus front stage. And I can choose that reality, too. Mm-hmm. Choice. Choice. Uh, choice and music are seemingly so related. Mm-hmm. and paradoxically related in the sense that it seems like when music comes through, 
the musing of it, it seems like it's also the choice to let go mm-hmm. and surrender to what wants to flow. Yeah, it definitely blurs the lines of <laughs> choosing my words or not choosing my words. Because um, I feel very intentional. Like I'm making a very intentional choice in the way that I speak. But I say things where I think I never said that before. I'm like, how did I say a new? Th- how did I say something that I never heard or said before? Um, how did I choose that? That's amazing. And so it definitely it does put me in a state of wonder. Uh, what is? What did I choose? What did I channel? What, what am I choosing to channel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I th- I think all technology is so reflective of our, what technology we are like phones. Even the idea of charging a phone and how I think there's something synonymous with that in us sleeping mm-hmm. and like downloading programs might be synonymous with dreaming. Yeah. And the even the electricity, like there's no shortage of electricity. So there's no shortage way of phones to be charged and there's no shortage way of humans to be charged. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like there's um yeah, this tool and weapon of the phone, depending on who's holding it, there's a lot to look into with it. Mm-hmm. And the same with the camera lens and how it reflects the way we see the world. Like, mm-hmm. can we choose, do we choose contrast? Do we choose saturation? Which kind of focus are we focusing on? How are we sharpening? What are we sharpening? What are we blurring? These are all um, parts of it, the technology of a camera, and I think they exist because those are parts of us. And someone recognized the pattern and was dialed in enough to that music that was flowing through them and aligned enough to take the action into creating some sort of device that mimics some facet of these freaking brilliant technology that we are. Because mm-hmm. I don't see many other animals manipulating nature into a way that humans can. And that's also maybe a tool and or a weapon. Mm-hmm. But music seems to... they want, As Bob Marley, I think, I've heard him sing on repetition over and over and over. The one good thing about music, when it hits you, you feel no pain. It seems to be like that, kind of like that laughter. It seems like laughter and music are synonymous in how pure they are. Mm -hmm. And also, on the mimetic side, though, how that may be taken advantage of by, I don't know what. I don't know if it's by some sort of energy that's using people to plant these memes that seem not empowering. Mm -hmm. Or what? Or if it's just them telling the truth of what they've gone through, and that resonates with so many people. Um, but I also, I, I just want to encourage myself once again, and anyone that's listening, to choose your music wisely. Like if you're into eating healthy food, I trust you're into also consuming healthy music. Mm-hmm. And on that note, what about you? Do you have any uh, kind of concluding perspectives for people to maybe dial into their musical genius, regardless of how musical they think it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a time where I bought a ton of books about psychology and creativity and genius because I wanted to understand creativity and genius better so that I could be more of it. And it was cool in the sense that I definitely learned things that gave me like I would like I would when I would read an idea or a fact or exercise that was interesting and exciting to me like I'd get a good feeling. But I I read so many books and got a lot of knowledge, but the I didn't, and I because I wanted to create certainty. I was like I was looking for certainty on like how to be and feel creative, 
because for some reason I wanted that. I wanted that feeling of creating things that were novel, getting lost in time, being able to like fall asleep working on something and then the moment I wake up, keep on working on it. And, and I've had a lot of people tell me in my presence that, where they, that they want to feel more creative, they want to make more music, they want to find these parts of themselves. And so no matter how much knowledge I consumed, it didn't get me there. What got me there was going places, being around people, that were expressing themselves in the way that I aspired to, literally where I would someone would be standing right in front of me freestyling or beatboxing or playing guitar and freestyle singing. And I went to those places, and whether I asked directly or just with my energy and my body language, I asked to be pushed inside the circle, or I asked for the microphone. And... And I, I trusted that these people were going were gonna to love me and be supportive and celebrate me no matter how good or bad I sounded. But even regardless of that, I, was, um, I put myself in places where I would get to hear the sound of my voice in new ways. And that can happen alone in your bedroom, going on YouTube and choosing a beat and just committing for the full three minutes and 40 seconds or however long the beat is. You're going to freestyle or sound and interact with it interact with it in the musical creative ways open up your voice and make sounds say words freestyle and it really happens just by doing it and being committed to going all in for that and you like if you tell yourself i'm going to freestyle over this whole track then when you mess up when you make a mistake when you're judging yourself to not sound good you keep going and doing it anyway and every time that i've freestyled absolutely whether i thought i sounded amazing or i thought that i didn't sound musically appealing at all I definitely learned something about myself or I created a new idea or shared an idea that made me think and I was excited to continue exploring or or I got to do some introspection of myself afterward and and um and learn about myself through the judgments that I had or the hesitations that I had or the or the energy that I felt, the sensation that I felt, the aliveness that I felt, whatever it was. So if you and then that gave me feedback. It gave me valuable feedback and information about how to express my creativity. And really I think what people are desiring if they want to express more musicality or if they want to freestyle is a feeling of flow, filter filterlessness, mindlessness, timelessness, meditation. And so, yeah, commit to yourself to getting to that place. Like, Daniel, I've heard you make the metaphor of making music and paddling out. And so sometimes people, you got to get to get a beautiful wave and to feel that flow state. You might have to endure a heavy paddle out or trying to catch a wave many times before you get one that feels that way. And music's been like that for me. Get Sometimes getting in circle after circle and not feeling flow. And so... That's my biggest thing is do the thing and and then you will have the power. Do the thing. Whether it's you want to write, you want to sing, you want to sound, you want to freestyle. And especially and one, one, someone once told me like their best advice for me to improve my handstand was to not be attached to doing it alone. Like to do it so people were, people were, where people were watching. Yeah, I, that's one thing that I was gonna say about this. That, that when you, especially when you use the example of doing it in your bedroom, like that is an awesome. That's awesome advice. And I just want to give a disclaimer that there's something magical about 
the volcano of individual consciousness focusing their attention on you as you express whether it's a handstand for the third time or your freestyle flow for the first time that amplifies and some people might as the ego okay i i don't if we all have egos if that's true or not i don't know what an ego is and i'd say that to ruffle some feathers even my own but in my opinion is that if that's if that's the ego that's your ego to your advantage Yep. Like you, if if your ego gets you to perform better, yep. I think that's why street performers they're just like hacking through. Well, they're hacking flow state. Yep. They're like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go. I'm doing this. I'm putting my bank account on the line, yep. and they're just gonna start showing off in front of people and see who's willing to pay. Yep. Makes me realize how little I spent. No time freestyling alone in my room before I actually just did it in front of. I freestyled in front of, um, like eighty people before I freestyled for just myself. And I'm imagining, do you feel a difference in the energy? Like, do you sometimes feel like your genius or your flow state or your creativity is amplified when, like, strangers or audience members are giving attention to you? Oh, yeah. I, at times, it's been very challenging for me to reach a place of flow just by myself. I really, um, particularly with freestyle, thrive when a lot of people are watching me. Yeah, so let's remind us of the idea. I think this is such a powerful concept that seems to resonate with so many people. And this is something I've heard from someone else. I don't even know who at this point. But like the sorrow shared is a sorrow halved. A joy shared is a joy doubled. Alex Supertramp, if you've ever listened or uh, watched or read Into the Wild, his like takeaway was happiness is not real unless it's shared, if I remember correctly. And, uh, yeah, maybe it's like the oh, if you catch an awesome wave and no one sees it, did you really catch a wave? <laughs> <laughs> and I trust you. We can be so stoked, even if no one sees the wave. Um, but there does seem to be an advantage. Like the, you know, the best surfers are continuously on the circuit. Um, they're surfing in front of the cameras. Is that are they the best in the world because they're doing that? Mm-hmm. Is that part of the magic? And I, and this is why I think we're in such a crazy time in humanity. That I think a lot of actors and musicians got to the level they were because they were willing to put themselves on the stage and everyone else was like, oh my gosh. And, and there's yeah. only, there's there wasn't as many cameramen 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But now everyone has, almost almost everyone has easy access to the, some of the best camera equipment ever and all they got to do is press a click and then it gets uploaded pu- publicly with another click. And we're in a time where anyone can create like a rock star lifestyle themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if you want to see that, then put yourself out there and fumble around, tinker. I think the, this has been a theme throughout the re- recent podcast that the master seemed to be the one that failed forward the most, that didn't let failure stop them, but it made it an, an enjoyable or endured that part of the process and uh, kept going. And they still keep going. It doesn't. It seems like the end, the never-ending story, rather than like working a way up to like a corporate ladder or working up when someone goes all the way up a ladder to find themselves leaning against the wrong wall. It's, it's more of this like dance with this chaotic creative energy sometimes mm-hmm. and surrendering to it and making music about it seems to be one of those alchemical ingredients to make it that much more real. Yeah. Music is in churches for a big reason. Yeah. And when you said making music about it, that, that reminds me of the other thing that I would say to anybody is when you make music, when you write, or particularly if you're wanting to freestyle in front of a group of people, like freestyle about what is happening to you 
and in you and around you right then in that moment. So literally, what are you feeling in your body? To what are the stories that you're telling yourself? To where are you? To who do you see around you? What do you notice around you? Then what do you imagine about the things around you? That was the hack for me. It was like it made it so simple when I just looked around a circle of people and just said what was happening. Rather than like being attached to creating an elaborate story or creating a mind-blowing idea where yeah it's like forget all of that talk about what's happening to realize that what's happening is mind-blowing yeah that and that's what something we definitely have in common is i think that's what i do a lot of the retreats so why so many people look at me as breaking normal and like uh wow it's definitely gets people's attention is because i believe i pay attention to like the elephant in the room or the pink elephant in the room like the thing that's obvious then maybe most people would try to dance around or fumble around or be passive aggressive about mm-hmm. and speaking about it like poignantly like mm-hmm. this we want to address this and i think doing that for ourselves individually and making music about it is someone will find maybe that a lot of people resonate because a lot of the times what's most personal is most universal and it may feel foreign if someone's made it a practice of not doing that but it's the easiest i, I think of that mark twain i quote of when I tell the truth, I have nothing to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's and that is so powerful for freestyle too. Because I think some people will write things, and then I can I feel like I pick up on when someone's reciting something that they had like wrote before, and they're working on remembering it. And all because all probably because I've done it. Um, but it is yeah. It feels so much better to just let it all go like write and like I do go into a space where I write and I create things and then, and then but then when I freestyle like I let the whole thing go and yeah so important even if moments before opening up my mouth I had like a brilliant bar that I was like so excited to share the moment I start it could be gone and if I put my attention on trying to remember it uh, that <laughs> that would probably be challenging for me reaching a place of flow and so to trust that, like, yeah, whatever is really happening around me is always what's most important to talk about. No matter how brilliant or profound, I think, what I just thought a minute ago was. On that note, it's almost 7-11. Nice. right there on the dot I heard. Nice. I saw it change. Why don't we maybe go back and forth uh, with a little freestyle flow of questions, mm-hmm. and you can make it musical Maybe it already is. Mm-hmm. It's like I can be free. I can be me, and I can ask number one like it's mm-hmm. already done. And we'll end this by seven ten. Mm-hmm. So let's begin, my friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you most excited about your trip this evening with Rhea's son on her birthday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am most excited to realize that I can sleep really well while flying through the sky. <laughs> to my destination and then you can just go we'll go back rapid fire until that clock hits 710 what do butterflies most represent symbolize to you in your life right now um like a creative constraint to be so much freer a creative constraint to be just like go all in on freedom mm-hmm. and to um the like the symbology of metamorphosis and maybe not like something coming from nothing and the polarity of life and death yeah what does this wristband i'm wearing represent to you 
first thing I think of is um, my little sister putting together, stringing together colors to make a wristband to put on someone that she thinks would be important to them because she wants to leave like a little bit of herself with them or like have them think about her and know and like for them to know that she's thinking about them and so it symbolizes to me like the person that might have made that and like what they were thinking as they put it together um if you could place a billboard and it's one billboard but there's many of them in all of the world's like major cities most popular cities and put any words on it what what would you what words would you put on those billboards? Um, probably I might be biased because I answered a similar question yeah. to this <laughs> recently, but well, probably uh, do it now mm-hmm. and make it like inviting and playful, and maybe even have a clock. I was thinking of that clock that's like the now clock. Mm-hmm. But somehow inspiring, some message inspiring people to do it now. Like, do the big thing now. Mm-hmm. What's the next big thing now for you? Final question. The next big thing now for me, what feels most present is to go to the event that I've been invited to facilitate at. It's like the first event outside of tribe design that I've been invited to facilitate at. And the first event that Ray and I have been invited to facilitate at. Um, and go there and and create something that's beyond what I ever thought was possible for a whole new type of people. Like a, it's a different it's a whole different context. And to create an experience for them to experience flow like they never did before. To realize that the the world that I am a part of creating, the experiences that I'm a part of creating, they they reach beyond like the bubbles that I found myself in. Like I love the bubbles that I found myself in, and I love that. Yeah, and when I, I say that, I mean like these bubbles of energy where it just seems like we've we're in a globe, like in a, like a little snow globe, like we've created our own little world, and to realize that now I have the confidence to like penetrate other bubbles and like bring back the elixir and like spray it around like it's glitter or space dust and um and just feel what that feels like to go into somewhat feels like a new place and feel the intimidation and all of that and and act as if i have you and frank J and all of my friends like from tribe design just like around me cheering me on whether any of them are there or not Wow, and I think that maybe I can plant the seed that a lot of those words you just used sounded really good for other song <laughs> titles, if, especially if I'm going to do any of the blah, blah, yeah. blah noises for the album, but like glitter, space dust, intimidation, and bubbles. Mm-hmm. I like all those words. Yeah. Those are all good words. And on that case, choose good words, my friend. Yeah. We got we got uh, itineraries to continue on and the flights to catch for Tyson tonight. Mm. Thank you for breaking normal. Aloha. Aloha. This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Aloha, everyone. I trust y'all are so enjoying these transmissions, becoming more of an est- in a state of awe, more in a state of joy, bliss, 
blessed. The attitude of gratitude is growing in you. You're becoming a magnet for unavoidable success more and more every day. So you're experiencing life in the most heavenly way you ever have now. And that it only gets better from here on out. That's my prayer for us. And that we're uh, giving our gifts generally, generously, generously. That uh, our cups are spilling over. And if we want to get something to give it. I'll probably leave this outro the same for my episodes I'm recording out here on the Big Island. Because honestly, wow. It's been a lot to keep up with, with traveling with uh, our baby and Deanna and all these different climates. Like literally someone can drive to snow, to the beach, to the desert, to valleys, to rivers, all in one day on this island. And with my ambition for adventure, it's been pretty, it's been a pretty fun opportunity to stay grounded and also prioritize this podcast and my other projects that are built around my passion. If you want to team up with me right now, I think our number one offering I'm most excited about is uh, on February 22nd, we'll launch our next tribe design facilitator training for up to 22 people. That What that looks like is a month-long virtual training. It's awesome, life-changing. I mean, if you're attached to seeking affirmations for your limitations or you're looking to surround yourself with people that don't hold you accountable to your highest, it's probably not for you. But if you're ready to go all in on your dreams and start living like today is the best day ever, and we're not sure how many days we'll have, but we're willing to go all in in the meantime, this is for you. If you want to cultivate the art of being able to design a tribe wherever in the world you go, that you just become a a magnet for connection and that you understand how to connect people, even if they don't agree with one another, able to uh, basically be a catalyst for heart sync over group think. If that's something you're looking for or being able to facilitate retreats that get you paid to share your passion in a way that feels good and makes like money more clean, in my opinion. I think a lot of people think money is dirty because they're trading their time doing something they don't want to do to see numbers move on their screen. And that's one of those moments I would ask you to ask, how much is making this money costing me? How much is saving money costing me? And just to treat money as there's no shortage of it because in reality, money is made up and how can something made up be scarce? So I trust all these podcasts and transmission are getting you to go all in on your dreams and passions beyond your stories around money, time, or space because those seem the cultural norms that most people are ready to break through to start living a more liberated life rather than under someone else's ploy. So if this resonates with you, go ahead and send your application in today at internationaltribedesign.com and one of our awesome team members will get back to you to explore if you're a good fit because if you are, we want you to start running retreats around the world, designing tribes based on what lights you up the most. Build the people and the places will come. And that seems to be a real reality here. While I've been out here in Hawaii, so many people want to show me the lands they're stewarding, the retreat centers they're building, the ideas around designing functional tribes that are thriving rather than the vicious circle of some of the cultures that are not working. It's been such an inspiring trip, and uh, I'm, I'm wanting to team up with the people that are taking the time out of their day to tune in and listen to these ideas about Breaking Normal. And if you're ready to take action, hit me up, breakingnormal.com. I trust if, if you're feeling the call, we'll see you in Austin and uh, we'll get you trained to start facilitating your own events and maybe some even tribe designs. That's what's happening in Austin. Three people that have gone through the program are actually facilitating this event. And our intention is to show up as either supporters or a special guest, but more as a um, as experiencing the experience as an attendee, like maybe you who's listening will be. So if you're ready to celebrate life in a tribe design in one of the greatest places on earth, the greatest time to be there, 
I'm trusting I'll see you in my inbox or I'll see an application from you and we'll get ready to party in all the cool ways and all the ways that make everything better. This is not like an experience of what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's like what happens at a tribe design upgrades everything forever. Hmm. Aloha, y'all. Keep breaking normal.